Are you ready? A shot of wrestling. Episode 261. And the wait. We go. Wait, you get a shot, boy. Is that the message you got? We about to go live, but you're ready to rock. So take a shot. Oh, so take a shot. Oh, yeah. I'm a street breaker. I'm a heartbreaker. This is my dog. I'm a more breaker. Strict man, it's a boy about to seek and destroy. It's an SOW. Let me hear you make noise. Take a shot, boy. Is that the message you got? We about to go live, but you're ready to rock. So take a shot. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 261 of A Shot of Wrestling. I'm your host, at Michael J. Putty. Now, when the news broke this week that MJF was starting his own cryptocurrency, my co-host was not to be outdone. Please welcome my co-host, the founder and CEO of Douchecoin, Marcus Dishwan. Marcus, how you doing, buddy? Did I, did I pronounce it or is it Douche? Wow. Is it Douche coin? Wow. Or you, you always go out of your way. It, it's just like it's an ongoing thing for you. You always find a creative way. And I'll give you props. Thank you. You're very creative. What Th- you do. Thank you, sir. Just to go out of your way to just fuck up my intro. Ladies and gentlemen, it is me, your favorite actor, the Hollywood assassin, Mark Schwann, joined with the host, the heart and soul of Shot, and Re- Shot of Wrestling, excuse me, Michael J. Putty. Now, even though I messed up a little bit there, it was still a better job than you, Putty. Wow, you actually introduced me for the first time. Wow, thank you. Good job, Breach. Maybe you should do that from now on. Oh, boy. Here we go. I don't work for free, Putty. Okay. Oh, that, that beer wasn't free. Those shots weren't free. That's true. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up for the heart and soul of shot wrestling, Jesus. Michael J. Putty. My man, how are you doing, bro? Mm-hmm. Looking slim. Appreciate the enthusiasm, but you don't need to yell. I am looking slim, my friend. Because now all my shirts are too small for me, so now I to get bigger shirts. So I'm not looking slim. It's just I'm wearing more size appropriate shirts. Ah, okay. Well, it's working. It's working. It's not the actually weight loss I wanted to get. I wanted to fit into my skinny shirts, but now I'm dancing with 300. Are you really? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm almost. I'm around 290s. Shut up. Yeah. You're six foot what? Six, six foot six. Six foot six, 290? Yeah. Why have you never gotten the ring? Like that, that's like professional wrestler size right there. It is. It is. A lot of people told me I should have done that or maybe become like a bouncer or like a security. Yeah. You're, you're like a teddy bear, though. For like a bouncer? That could be tough. I could be really tough. You're like the, one of the nicest people I've met. Oh, thank you. Oh, you're full of compliments today. <laughs> you got me drinking. That's why. You're right. What, Mark wanted to be nice to you? Give him Terramon tequila. Available <laughs> or all liquor stores are. That's for you, DJ. Now you just ruined it. You know what? You don't, you don't call him DJ. You don't know him like that. How do you know? Because I know. Let me call The Rock right now? Yeah, please do that right now. We'll pull Shan Sharp or Julio Jones? Yeah, please do that right now. <laughs> I'm more professional than that. I'm not going to do that, buddy. Mm-hmm. Sure. So, where, where were we? I don't remember. It's already gone off the rails already. We're only four minutes in. <laughs> Has it been that long? It's been the longest four minutes of my life. I need a drink already. Boy. Do I do that for you? Make you drink? A lot of things make me drink. I feel like I'm a trigger for you. Sometimes, yeah. Sometimes you really are. The whole doucheness is just... The doucheness? How yeah. am I a douche? You're a flit. A f- 
Holy fuck. Did you just really call me a flame? And, like, it hasn't worn off with you being a Yankees. <laughs> I haven't been called a flame since God knows when. So you have been called it before. I have. It's all the first person. <laughs> Your Honor, that's my case. I haven't lived in Long Island in years, bro. Do you want to tell our listeners what a flit is? <laughs> oh, is it a fucking Long Island douchebag? Oh, I heard dick. Fucking Long Island dick. Okay. Well, that's close. I mean, they're, it's about the same. What the fuck are we talking about? They called me a flit. Yeah, I call it like I see it. You know, Queens is kind of part of Long Island. It's it's on the island. No, it's not. I mean, if you look at Long no Island, no one cares about whole... the conversation outside New York. No one okay. cares about the conversation. Okay, fair enough. Happy four year anniversary to the Godfather of a shot of wrestling, Eric Jaden. Four years ago today, from July eighteenth, we aired episode sixty nine, featuring the interview with Eric Jaden. And uh, look, 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 look how far we've come in four years. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah, look, so we, we just, we just cracked three thousand followers on Twitter. Look at us. Look at us. 10,000 downloads. We're going places, my friend. We're going places. Over 250, 260 episodes. Damn right. Going strong, bro. We are going strong. Hope your uh, douche coin picks up like this, too. I don't have douche coin. Okay. But yet, yeah, you like the idea, though. <laughs> I'm writing down notes as we speak. Mark, so this is your last show with us huh, for a couple weeks, right? You're going away? Yeah, dude, I'm going away. I'm looking forward to it, man. Going to Lake George for a joint bachelor party. And then right after that, immediately after that, I'm going away to Nashville with the wife. I heard good things about Nashville. I always wanted to go. Same. Like, you know, I'm not a country music fan by any means. But, like, you know, my wife always wanted to go to Nashville. And I'm going to just, like, get me the fuck out of this place. I don't care where we're going. I don't care if it's Iowa. No offense to people from Iowa, but... There's not much really I know over there, but Nashville, at least, I know there's a lot of things to do. I'm excited. I'm looking to eat my way through it. Heard, yeah, heard the food's amazing. Yeah, that's what I keep hearing, too. It's We're going for 4th of July. Oh, uh, nice. it's, it's our anniversary around there. So uh, we already checked out a lot of places, and we already like, made reservations for places. So I am so pumped for this, bro. I just need a vacation so bad. You and me both, man. So enjoy it. Have fun. Bring me back a souvenir. Well, you really like? Do you like souvenirs? Are you a souvenir guy? My mother used to always bring me back souvenirs every time she went away. Really? Like what? Magnets, shirts, pens. Like the one of those. Do you like them though? One of those cheap little things you get the air, airport souvenir or the hotel right. gift shop. As a kid, I loved them. Really? Then as I got older, she stopped doing it because you know I was older. Right. And now, when I started going away for WrestleMania, I was looking at souvenirs and stuff. Huh? Like, oh, there's not much. There's not much cool stuff here. Like yeah. I don't. I don't wear. I'm not gonna wear a T-shirt. Like so I started doing like shot. I got a couple of shot glasses, maybe magnets, but there's not there's not much souvenirs these days. Maybe I was younger, was there's more options, but these days souvenirs aren't really that great. I remember whenever I went to Florida as a kid with my with my uh, parents, there were like a whole strip of like souvenir shops yeah. like down the street, and like my parents would go, I'm like this is insane. Like even as a kid, I was like, who wears a shop? Who would wear like hey? Welcome to Florida T-shirt. Meanwhile, I've never been. The, the coolest place I saw with souvenirs was Nolans. 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 They had the cool like uh, voodoo shops. There was like alligator stuff, southern stuff. That was cool souvenirs there, but I didn't, I didn't get me anything. I don't know. I'm, I've never been a souvenir guy, personally. So again, I asked myself for the third time in eight minutes, "What the fuck are we talking about?" Let's get into the news. Yeah. Well, Mark, please do me a favor. So, how about you sing us into the news? It's too late, but I want it that way. 
Tell me why he ain't nothing but a heartache. Tell me why he ain't nothing but a mistake. Tell me why I never wanna hear you say. I want it that way. It's time for In the News with Michael J. Putty and Mark Schwab. Oh, my God. Well done, Marcus. I had no idea you were recording that. Well done, man. If I was on America's Got Talent, I would turn my chair around. Different show, I think. But what, you got the, the gist. You got the gist. I tell me why. That was. I, mean, I was. <laughs> that's what the passion, man. That was awesome. I was just fucking around. I, I didn't know you were going to use that. You ready to get into the news? Wow. I have to really be careful what I say on this mic from going going forward. Even if what are you doing? Are you, are you what? What? What are you saying? Nothing. Right, what are you freaking out for? Because I, I, Lord knows, wait, are we live right now? Are we, are we, are we, is this, this is this thing? Is this a hot mic? Tell me why, right? I hate you so much. Becky Lynch has not returned to WWE since she relinquished her title and announced that she was going to become a mom. Mom's been a full year, Marcus. She's coming back sooner rather than later. She hit the performance center this week, training for in-ring return. They wanted to bring her back a couple times for appearances here and there, but they haven't really pulled it off yet. It's also reported the women's roster is hopeful that Becky Lynch's return will improve their overall booking. We've talked about that many times the last couple of months. Mm. Stale. Live, Very stale. Live fans are coming in J- July, mere, mere weeks away. Just imagine that reaction when her music hits. Oh, my God. It'll be electric. Are you excited about Becky Lynch's return, and how do you think they should handle it, where she should go? Yeah. I mean, no. Or is this just another – because we heard something similar a couple months ago. This just another uh, tease. Do you think she actually is ready? Because she, she, she looks amazing in pictures I've seen. Yeah, I mean, she like okay. Well, there is a big difference between being in shape and being in ring shape. Truth, you know, one thousand percent difference. I mean, she looks phenomenal. She's an athlete. Uh, she's always been uh, athletic, even before wrestling. You know, she she was a stunt performer, so you know, she's always been in shape. So there's no denying that. But to be in ring shape though is a whole other story, as I just mentioned. And I'm I'm sure that she wanted to take some more time to make sure she could fully go. And I think WWE, from a business aspect really want to capitalize on their investment with Becky Lynch. I mean, she is the man for a reason. So you want that reaction with a live crowd, you know, yeah, especially absolutely. like, you know, for your first show back or your first week back or whatever it's going to be, you know, y- you really want to treat the fans after being gone for over a year. Yep. So what better way to do that than bring back the, the hottest selling item, the hottest selling ticket that you have, Becky Lynch. Now, I know TNT talked about it a couple months ago, too. TNT does not like AEW having surprise returns. Mm. They want to announce it ahead of time to draw people in. Do you think they should announce it ahead of time or just a big pop, big surprise have her return? Big pop, big surprise, man. Like, I'm not really a fan of you, like, giving away the surprise. Like, you know, it's, it's kind of like... Yeah, I, didn't, I, I, didn't, I mean, I understand where they're coming from, but I didn't agree with it either. No. You want to be... Because it's so hard to be surprised in wrestling these days. It really is. Everyone's online. Every schmuck like us has a podcast. You know, we all know what's going on. We all know what's up. And it's very rare to be surprised these days. And I want to be surprised. Yeah. No, like, absolutely, man. Like, when they pull it off, because it is so hard to pull off, you just appreciate it that much more, especially nowadays. You know, when when Edge came back for the Rumble, he was doing his best, like, you know, um, you know, swerve the fans there as far as, like, you know, redirect them to another place. 
Uh, Ronda Rousey did that too when she was uh, making her debut. Mm -hmm. Uh, And, you know, you appreciate at least the effort. And then, like, you know, when when it comes out that, oh, yes, these rumors are indeed true, it still comes off as a good pop. Because, like, you know, like, oh, maybe it's it's just too good to be true, blah, blah, blah. Maybe they're right. Uh, Maybe maybe this is not going to happen. And then it turns out, oh, my God, yes, it was right. This is awesome. Yeah. (laughs) You know, and, and, like, you know, you just want that. Like, life... Life is supposed to be uh, filled with surprises, you know, and uh, you just think about the best moments in wrestling, looking back in the history of it, and a lot of it had to do with like, surprises. So Raw, you have Holding Down, you have Charlotte Flair, Rhea Ripley, Asuka, Alexa Bliss, you have SmackDown, you got Bianca Belair, my girl Bailey, Sasha Banks. I mean, Sasha Banks is taking some time off, but I think she's going to be back soon. She's coming back soon. They just want to hold off the... Continuing the rivalry, they want to yeah. make, want us to fester some more. Right. What is the better fit for Miss Lynch here? Which brand needs her more? I should say. I mean, you. As much as I was going to say Raw right away, but you know, you look at SmackDown. You just mentioned like three names only. Like who else saw? I mentioned three names for Raw too. Well, there's Carmella, right? That's on SmackDown. Yeah, man. Oh, I missed Carmella this week. Who, who else? Who else is on SmackDown for the women's division? Oh, Talia. I mean, they're they're tag team women champions, so like they yeah. can go bounce, they could bounce back and forth. True. I don't know. I uh, you know initially again I was going to say Raw, but you know maybe maybe SmackDown needs her. And now that they're coming back on the road, I'm assuming they're going to start doing what they always do, keeping couples together. So maybe she'll go to SmackDown with uh, Seth Rollins. Not necessarily though. I mean, Corey Graves is on Raw. Carmella is on SmackDown. Naomi, where's Naomi at? Actually, she's Raw. She's Raw. Yeah, but again, this has been when they were all stationed in one thing. Now that they're starting traveling again, the draft or shake-up's coming up soon. It, it is coming up, right? I'm assuming they're going to sell things like they have been. Okay. But, you know, I was, I was a huge, I was huge into Becky Lynch when she first became the man, the, like the bad guy. Mm. Then when she came, like the fate, the fans made her face and it still worked. It was a little stale for me. So I'm excited to see her return, see what incarnation of the man we get this time. Welcome back. I feel like it became stale after she won at WrestleMania, it was uh, a little Becky two belts. Yeah, yeah, too much. It, it, it just there seems to be an ongoing thing with WWE. Like you know, it's whatever wrestler is in pursuit of the championship after you know getting screwed or like you know not getting their due, whatever it is. There's that chase, and the fans are really hot for the wrestler for that chase. Yeah, and they do a really good job creatively. You know. And then once the, once that said wrestler wins the championship, it's like creative has no idea what to do with them anymore. Like you see it time and time again. Like Drew McIntyre was the same thing. I feel like Bianca Belair. I feel like she's doing a good job, but some people are saying I was I was listening to another podcast on the way over here, and, uh, and I and I could understand where they're coming from. I, they were talking about like not feeling the whole Bianca Belair Bailey feud. It's just based on laughter. <laughs> True, you know, it's like they're going to look back on this one day and talk to Bianca Belair a few years from now about her first title defense and her first storyline, how she felt. It's like, oh well, it's going to be the usual. Oh well, uh, you know, it could have been better. Well, no, this is just a filler until Sasha Banks comes back. They're holding off, right? Until no, no, I'm, I'm just, I'm just saying though. It just seems like for the most part, you know, uh, they never know what to do with like these faces, especially once they win the championship. They like they lose their luster. I feel like Becky Lynch. Was a victim of that. How cool would it be like she does like the Chris Jericho, where she comes back, everyone's loving her, and she just turns heel right there and there. 
I'm a heel Becky Lynch. There's awesome. too many heels right now. Yeah, it's true. Like, they, they need a face. You know, Raw definitely needs to face. That's why initially I was going to say Raw. Oh, uh, yeah, there is overloaded with heels because whatever Rhea Ripley's supposed to be. Rhea Ripley and Charlotte Flair, I mean, they're both heels. They're both. Talk about not buying into a feud, man. It's a shame. Yeah, it's a shame because shame. like they're 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 both so talented. Could be a good matchup. This, this feud, I'm not getting. I'm not. I don't care about. I, 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 it just makes no sense because especially like when they first uh, they first had their storyline going to WrestleMania last year, it was pretty damn good. And you would think that they would touch on. They're t- they're acting like it never happened. Yeah, it makes no sense. None. Like they, that, there's just so much more they can do with that. Last month, Ray Ripley was acting like a face. Now she's acting more heelish. So like, inconsistent, man. Do you sure. feel like they're ruining Rhea Ripley, uh, Rhea Ripley at all? Ruining? Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't go that far yet. I think it's too soon to tell, but they're not doing a great job with her. Like, no, make up your mind. No, they're, they're not doing a good job with her. She's so good. I mean, you look where she was at NXT. I mean, she was phenomenal. Untouchable, even. Yep. And even her first go about in the in the, the main event show i mean with with raw smackdown when when she came on to wrestlemania i thought she was doing a fantastic job but they don't know what to do with her but they, they, yeah. how do you not know what to do with her is she a face or a heel make your mind and then we can decide going forward mm. i think she's probably a better heel but then apparently charlotte flair one of the best heels in the business right now it's hard to i don't know whatever their problem not mine good luck you know the news WWE introduced a 24-7 title a couple years ago, Marcus. Remember this? Remember why? Because the USA Network suggested it. The power of the networks can heavily influence WWE's plans and encourage them to make some more. And that's apparently happening again, Marcus. Fox and USA are pitching ideas for some themed WWE events. They, they obviously want to bring up the viewership. Viewership isn't really doing much lately. They're not getting much back on in their investment, so to speak. Well, it's a Friday night. Talk about Monday, too. Mm. So some of the things I've heard being rattled around all week were the King of the Ring tournament, a Cyber Sunday type event, Raw Roulette, old school Raw, maybe a cross promotion NASCAR and NFL. Oh, no, an idea no, of a wrestling, no, no, no. an idea of a wrestling World Cup was also pitched. What? I'm not sure what network's idea that was, but a wrestling World Cup between all three brands. But anyway, the main thing is W is listening to suggestions right now. According to a report from Fightful.com, NBC Universal pitched an idea to have a points month. Do you hear about this? No. Oh my god, this will require them to keep score. To determine a winner based on points system, including like match wins, signature moves, submissions, no. other moves, no. other factors. No. What is it? Is fantasy wrestling? I don't know, man. There are a lot of ideas floating around. Wow. Between NBC, Universal, and Fox. I have a very easy solution. How do you feel about these gimmicky shows? Do you think they'll work with ratings? And no. What other gimmick shows, themes do you want to see, Marcus? None. None. You don't think they work at all? No, not really. Because well, they did that Legends Night a couple of week, months ago, and that worked. The ratings did go up for that. So that's proven to have worked. But I don't know if any, How, I don't know if any casual fans. Are going, oh, that, this, is, that, this, that, is, this that, is this is Raw Roulette this week. Let me tune in. I don't know if that's going to work. That's a band aid fix. That's that's what it is. Hmm. You know how, how do you stop the bleeding completely? How do you fix this long term? It's really simple. It, it's it's very very simple. Creative consistency and. Continuity, you know, it, it, it's really fucking simple. It's, it's a simple formula. You look at any TV show, you know, because wrestling. I'm sorry to say, sorry to break it, to everyone, but it is a form of entertainment. It's not necessarily just sports. It's sports and entertainment. So, when you, would you call it sports entertainment? You know, that's a that's a brilliant idea. They full, should, full they, idea, should, they, should idea. they should package that. But no, I mean, you, you look what's going on. I mean, there's a lot of writing involved. There's a lot of creative involved. 
But like, I, I don't know what they're doing. They have no idea what they're doing. I, it just makes no sense. NXT has a better idea of what they're doing. Yeah, they don't need gimmicky shows. They don't. No, they they'll have in your house, which is fine. The takeovers, that's fine. Yeah, but like, they, I like I don't the get I, it. I like the gimmicky shows. I like the raw, old school raws, the legends nights, just to see the old faces come back and see how they interact with the new faces. But I think you just the term you use is hit, hit the nail on the head, band aid. And um, so I'm all for them, but I just I don't think they're going to work as well as they think it's going to work. No. And you know what's crazy, though? Like, as much as I say that, I mean, NXT's ratings aren't so good. Yeah. But it's also they, NXT. It's like also not, NXT, yeah. right? That, that's not a knock against NXT. Just people don't watch NXT. No. Casual fans reason. don't watch NXT. Right. Yeah, what, for whatever reason. For, probably for the same reason casual fans don't watch Impact because of that stigmata early on. NXT NXT's just nobodies. But Raw especially, like... Another problem too is three hours, but that's a different conversation for a different show. But at the same time, though, if if you're able to utilize the roster effectively, right, and, and really have meaningful storylines with everyone, you could have a much better show. Absolutely, I, I just it just seems like they're scrambling every week. I mean, like how many times have you heard of Vince McMahon Rick rips up all the plans and has like a, a new idea, like the day of or hours of, of before the show. I've heard it for SmackDown occasionally, but it seems like we only hear that for a Raw. Yeah. Like, he comes in Mondays and throws everything out. You don't hear it too much for SmackDown, but I don't get that either. I would be so pissed if I worked so hard on this, and then he, this guy just throws everything away right? last minute. I'm like, John Moxley actually said something very interesting on a podcast. He was talking about how Raw's, uh, WWE's promos fucking suck. He specifically said that. Because they're, they're just... They, they're just so wordy, and oh, yeah. they use unnecessary words. And now I'm paraphrasing at this point. Because it, it just it, it seems like they don't necessarily have either A, creative enough people, or B, people have no clue about wrestling. Hmm. Okay. That's, that's what it just really seems. Like, you know, I keep on stressing, you know, look at the success of the Attitude Era, right? And I'm not saying go back to the Attitude Era. I'm not saying that by any means. But you look at what they did, they utilized their roster. They came up with creative storylines every time. It wasn't always for the World Heavyweight Championship, right? It, it wasn't always the centerpiece. Like, the World Championship would be, like, a cherry on top, pretty much. There would always be something else layered within the championship match to make it more interesting, to make it more impactful, to make it more meaningful, and to keep the fans watching. Yeah, and I don't know why they refuse to go back to that. They're trying to they're trying to be like you know keep the whole wrestling facade, but yet trying to act like UFC. I don't know. No one knows. No one knows, Marcus. It's well, been a chore. So it's been a chore to watch. I'm pretty assuming if NBC Universal and Fox are wanting this, we're going to see this happening. It's not. That's not a question of if. It's when and what we're going to see of. I didn't mind Cyber Sunday events too much. I thought that was interesting. But again, though, it's, it's just, again, I don't mind them here and there, but like right. flooding my TVs with no, you got to use it sporadically. This this is how wrestling dies right here. Cody Rhodes? No, not Cody Rhodes. Yeah, we're watching AEW because it's Friday night on TNT. Speaking of AEW, Marcus, another news: AEW is coming to New York for the very first time. Hell yeah! The venue and location were very carefully chosen. I was wondering why they chose this location because New York is a WWE territory. Mm-hmm. New York is the W territory back in since going back to what fifties, sixties. Vince Senior, way before we were born. Chris Jericho spoke to the New York Daily News and revealed why 
they picked a venue they did. They wanted to do things a little differently, saying, and I quote, We've expanded to a lot of people that are just excited to see a different style of wrestling after being fed the same dish for 20 plus years. One of the reasons why AEW is done so well is because it's different from WWE, and that's obvious. We do things differently than them, but New York is a stronghold for WWE. I'm sure we could have gone to the Garden or done Barclays Center, but those have the WWE brush on them. Let's go somewhere else, make it our new New York market. Let's make it our home. That's why we chose Arthur Ashe Stadium. That's going to be our stronghold in McMahon country. Interesting technique. What are your I thoughts? Dig it. I dig it. I, I thought, really do. I was like, why are they doing Arthur Ashe Tennis Stadium? Right. Then I hear his explanation, and that makes so much fucking perfect sense. It does. It's amazing. He uh, Cody Rhodes. You plan on going? Yes. Uh, Carson, my, my friend Carson Neoff, who's been on the show a few times, hit me up. Uh, we talked about it, and uh, I was like, you know what? Yeah, fuck it, man. I'm down. Let's let's do this. I have to say, man, Cody Rhodes does not get enough credit. Like, I, I think he's damn good in the ring what he does, but like for how smart he is. So this is a Cody Rhodes decision, you think? Uh, well, it sounds like he has something to say about it. You know, he's the spokesman for it, so he probably had some sort of input about it. But you know, this is a great move by AEW in general. You know, this this is how you get into New York. WCW never really got into New York. No. So they were going for the big markets, the Imp- big, big venues. The Impact Impact got into New York. Well, they went to the local, small, intimate, like, indie arenas. Right. Such as the Melrose Ballroom. Right. Which are, which are very small, intimate venues. And this, this is like a hybrid between, like, a small, intimate venue and, like, a larger... No, no. Arena. This is a huge venue. Have is you ever it? been there? No, I've never been. This is a huge, massive venue. Okay, so fuck me. I'm wrong. Um, yeah, so outside in September... Hope the weather's nice. Hopefully. But, like, I was like, when I read this, I'm like, this is a great idea, man. Good for them. I'm excited for it, man. And uh, if we're able to get the tickets for it, that'd be my first AEW event that we would be going to. So I'd well, that makes sense. Their New York debut. Yeah. And what a way to do it. Hell yeah, bro. Now, you said you're not going at no, all. I don't have no plans on going. Man, dude. What, what, what would it take for you to be more into AEW? Like why? Why are you so like again not invested? In again, it? we have I'm not invested into it. It's not a knock on it. I don't hate AEW. I like what they're doing. I just, I'm not invested in any storyline. I am not invested in any character or one of the factions. I'm just not invested into it. Nothing. Nothing has sucked me in yet. Like, like I watched uh, Impact. When I started watching Impact. I wasn't sucked in right away. I right. I waited for a bit. So I'm not really invested in anything. I watch it because I have to watch it for the show. I'm not bored watching it. Okay. So I don't have a favorite wrestler. I don't have a favorite storyline. I don't have a favorite anything. Like, no one at all. What about Britt Baker? Yeah, she's cool. Probably the best one on the show. Yeah. But it's like nothing's really sucking me in. And so why would I go waste... Eddie Kingston? Why would I go waste my money buying on a ticket on a product I'm not sold on when someone else who is a diehard ADW fan can go? Mm. Well, I feel like I would take away a spot from somebody who wants to be there. What about the experience, man? Just to, like, you know, try something new, get back out there, have a good time with your friends, you know? We're having a good time now? I mean, I'm having a good time with you right now, but, like, you know, it's a, it's a whole other experience going to a live show. You know that. Right. Yeah, how many WrestleManias have you gone to? Uh, 15. Yeah, exactly. 15. How about trying to go to, a, about trying to go to AEW? Have you gone to Impact? Yeah. You have? Oh, that's right. You have. You told me about well, this. Bound for glory. What a great weekend that was. I did that Melrose Brawl Room. Whole weekend. VIP weekend, man. Rubbing elbows with the president of Anthem Entertainment, Ed Nordholm. So, but, like, you know, what if you go to AEW and, then, like, you have that whole experience? Like, wow, you know what? This is it. I, I'm, but I was already, I'm into it. I was already invested into Impact before I went. Mm. I went to the Hall of Fame that night. That's right. You told me that. Yeah. Met LA Knight. 
almost bought Moose a drink. Moose is kind of a dick. I didn't want to bother him. <laughs> but yeah, he's your boy. Moose is the best. <laughs> Speaking of AW, real quick, weighing at six pounds, 12 ounces. Welcome, Liberty Iris Reynolds. Oh, that's right. Congratulations to uh, Brandy and Cody Rhodes. Cheers to them. Cheers to them. Clink. Clink. You ready to get into some TV takedown, Marcus? Yeah, we have a lot to talk about, right? So before we get into that, Marcus, please sing us into... No, you're not. Stop. Not this time. It's time for this week's TV takedown. All right, Marcus, I mentioned last week, what a great weekend of wrestling we had ahead of us, and man, did it deliver. Let's start on Saturday, Impact presented against all odds. I said it was a great card, top to bottom, and it was a great card, top to bottom. I mean, all these matches delivered. What a fantastic card that was, but I mean, there's only one thing to talk about, Mark. I mean, Moose versus Kenny Omega, quote-unquote live from Daly's Place, for the Impact Championship. How great was Moose? How good did he look? How impressive was Moose? I mean, um, Moose showed up, for sure. I mean, there was no denying that he wasn't going to show up. You know, but, uh, you know, as we kind of said, I mean, like, it seemed like it was the whole thing was uh, pretty much a setup for Kenny Omega to face Sammy Callahan. Yeah. Oh, you do not going into it, yeah. Yeah. Especially the way, like, the, the promos were on, on um, Thursday before an impact. And then, like, you know, it, then it was the shocking moment there with, with Sammy Callahan getting fired. Yeah. Which threw a swerve in the whole plans there. And I dug it. I remember last week I was mentioning, you know, we've seen the Good Brothers on AEW, but we haven't seen the Young Bucks on Impact. And what happened? And boom. Boom. And, but you know what? Of course. Of course that made sense because it was at AEW's home turf. Yeah. So it happened. I don't want to see it again because the Young Bucks. <laughs> I'm trying. Like, you know, I'm trying to like the Young Bucks. I, 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 it, they piss me off. I'm going to sound like Jim Cornette, I feel like, right now. Okay. Going on the rant, Marcus. <laughs> they piss me off because, like, they have a good look. Mm-hmm. They're so athletic. Like, ridiculously athletic. Uh, probably the most athletic tag team I've ever seen. And they know each other so well because, obviously, they're brothers. Yeah, that makes sense. But I feel like they do just a lot of unnecessary shit in the ring. I heard like, that a lot, yeah. It, it, it just... And, and like the the lack of selling and everything, like I feel like if they were to work smarter, they would be like so much better in my eyes, and I would appreciate them a lot more. I was watching them like I just, I'm not a Young Bucks fan again. That I never really bought into them. Now that they're heel heels are so like annoying. But then other thing is they're supposed to be annoying, right? So that, does that mean they're doing a good job? I think so. I'm like, I think so. I, again, I just you know. That's that's my knock on them personally. Like, you know, hey, hell, there's a lot of people that love them, so obviously they're doing something right. But you know, me personally, I, I, I just I guess I lean more towards like that uh, that old school mentality, if you will. So like, you know that that's for me. Like I wish I saw more of that from them. That makes sense. All right. Thank you. And props to Rosemary. I think Deanna Peraza versus Rosemary was a, a match. Of course, with Deanna Peraza though. Mm-hmm. I thought that match was solid too. I mean, against against all odds, Impact Plus, great card. But not to be outdone, the next night, NXT in your house. Yes. This one we might have a different opinion on because, that again, that card, top to bottom, was running on all cylinders it's from the go. It was pretty solid, man. Even, like, like the one match I feel like that was underrated was, like, Mercedes Martinez and Zia Lee. Yep. You know, like, that, that was a pretty damn good match. 
And I did not expect Zia Lee to win. Really? Yeah, I, I really didn't. Well, you kind of—I kind of feel like they were because they kept mentioning how she lost to her. True. So True. I feel like this is going to be her um, get the win back and keep this feud going. Or maybe I just was never really that overly sold on on Zia Lee, especially compared to Mercedes Martinez. But you know, and then and then the ending there. Well, oh god, what's her name? Teaching? I don't. I don't want to sound like an asshole. My misquoting right. her. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, she's finally getting some action, physical physicality out of her. She threw her like nothing, nothing, which is pretty badass. So I feel like that was a low key cool moment. But I we we have to talk about the fatal five way. Like that was just okay. I mean, here here's my note on it. You ready for this? I am. That was just a crazy fucking good match. <laughs> yeah, it was very chaotic too at some points, but it was really. Really cool, man. A lot of good spots. A lot of good storytelling. Yeah, and all five, all five. Shout of those out guys. to the, shout out to the way for rocking the click gear. By the way, yeah, I dug that. But all five of them, like they, uh, they look like stars. Yeah, even even star, yeah. even Kyle O'Reilly. You know, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, he passed out at the end there, but like, I, I also have to appreciate like the facial the facial reactions there on that. Like you just saw like when when Karen Cross. You know, lo- locked in his hold on them. You just saw like O'Reilly's eyes. Yeah, yeah. That was a nice spot. Just go blank. That was that was a cool moment. Uh, that was that was really on O'Reilly right there. So that, that's why I say like you know everyone looked like a star, even though o- O'Reilly took the big L. Yeah, like he sold that so fucking well and made Karen Cross look like an absolute beast. And the, the record books will show he lost, but no one lost in that match. No, no, not at all. Like. Any of those guys can go to the main roster tomorrow, and I and I think, well, I would hope, <laughs> yes. that they would do well. They break the NXT curse, right? Was Johnny Gargano one of the guys who doesn't want to go to the main roster? I know Thomas Ciampa didn't want to go. I think so because, like, how many times could could have Gargano gone to the main roster? I feel like he just won't be used right because he's like a main event player there. He won't going to be a main event player on the main roster anytime yeah. soon. He might be eventually, but he's a very small guy. You know, Vince likes small, things about small guys. Right. He might, Is he smaller than Daniel Bryan? That I don't know about. He seems like slimmer, if you will. But Gargano's crushing it in NXT. Like, I, you're right. Why, I, goes, I, why go to the main roster? I feel like he might get the Chad Gable treatment yeah. if he goes to the main roster. And that, that would just be that would be a damn shame. Gargano, like, I, I feel like if he wanted to go to the main roster, it would have already happened. Mm, it's true. What about for you, man? What, what was your NXT takedown? I mean, I don't want to sound like a broken record here, but, you know, it's never a bad time when Raquel Gonzalez is on my TV. <laughs> she looked impressive. Those big, powerful power spots. Amber Moon looked good as well. They looked good together. They, I think they had good chemistry. I think it was a good title match. It was like a- that, that ending when she just hit that Chikanga, I forgot what she calls it, that power bomb, one-armed power bomb out of the stank eyes. It was very impressive. Yeah, the way how she hit that was was pretty cool. I have to say, like you know, I, I've never been overly impressed with Ember Moon. No, neither I, have I. I'll admit that, but this, you know, I here tonight. Yeah. I will give her some credit here with this. Like she's been much better when she came back down to NXT from the main roster. Yeah, and, and, oh, my, absolutely. That's, that's... And, and you're right. I mean, this match was better than I thought it would be. Yeah, I I dug the spots too. I, I mean. You know, the, the, uh, Raquel Gonzalez and Dakota Kai made Ember Moon look fantastic. And if, I, I liked how Dakota Kai, when she was like interfering in the match and, and doing her thing on the side, 
you know, really like making sure like Raquel Gonzalez stays heel because I feel like she could turn face any moment because she's just got so much momentum. Yeah, that's true. I just hope it's not one of those things where like the people turn on her when she's face. Mm. I was like, oh. she had good things going on. Keep her how she is. No rush. We're we're good. We're good. I'm I'm really feeling a lot of, and I I know they they kind of they they play about it. But I really do feel like the Shawn Michaels Diesel vibe between those two. It's one of the first things I mentioned when I first saw her. I'm like, I got the vibe, right? And, uh, which means that that breakup is going to be more epic. That rivalry is going to be awesome. It's I really, done, it's done right. I really hope that they do win the NXT Women's Tag Team Championship again. While so while Raquel Gonzalez is champion, I also too. They deserve a nice little run with them because again, they're dominant and it will play well into the championship storyline. And Dakota Kai is really not getting enough credit. No, at all. But she is. She was a big part of NXT Women's Division, mm-hmm. and now she's playing her role as a sidekick now. No, that's, that's what I'm saying. Like the, the transition to that, it, it, like yeah, I mean we all know Dakota Kai is good, but like right now in this storyline, if you will, with Raquel Gonzalez winning the, the championship and her wanting tag team gold, like you feel like this is definitely leading somewhere. Oh, absolutely, hands down. It's the typical. It's wrestling one on one, right? If you watch wrestling at all in your life, you know what's coming. It, I think the payoff is going to be spectacular, and I, I, I'm all for it. I'm along for the ride, man. I really enjoyed the latter match, but I didn't enjoy it as much as I thought I was going to do. I mean, we talked about this, too. I mean, the, the storyline, it was one of those scenarios where, like, the build is going to be better in the match. That's what I was saying. Not, the match wasn't bad. For some reason, I guess I was expecting more. I'm like, oh. Like, well, what, what were you really expecting? I, I feel like I feel for what it was, the match was pretty damn solid. You know, it was, it was up there for me. It was solid, but I, mean, I, I don't know. It was like I didn't walk away saying, oh, man, this is match, my, my match of the night. I thought it was going to be. But maybe because it's Ra- Raquel Gonzalez and that five-way were just so much better. I mean, the five-way was spectacular. And I'm not really a fan of multi-man matches, but this this was pretty solid. And could seeing Todd Pettengill, especially trapped in the 90s. I like how they did that consistently through the show. Props. I hope he, hope he comes back. What's he doing now? Nothing. Nothing. I, he's waiting for in-your-house takeovers. That's That's <laughs> it. Anyway, moving on to TV this week. What do you got for me? Well, I mean, we're just going to continue on the trend here. Uh, there were a few cool moments, but I feel like the biggest moment for me was NXT continuing the trend. Uh, when LA Knight turned on the Million Dollar Man. I actually did not see that coming. Really? No, I didn't. Uh, okay. I, I thought, um, you know, I, I really had a feeling like, you know, Ted DiBiase, we were talking about, like, you know, would, would come about to be someone's manager. It seems like... Like L.A. Knight and Million Dollar Man could have like a like a, a cool vibe there, if you will. Like both men could talk. It would be like, kind of like when CM Punk had uh, Paul Heyman yeah. as manager, uh, but except like you know, way different vibe here, of course, with the Million Dollar Championship. Clearly not the case. I mean, L.A. Knight did a good job selling it. He did a really good job selling it. I mean, the, the dude is really just a natural on the mic. Oh, He's got yeah. a great look, and obviously so so good in the ring. Uh, but respect to Ted to, to, uh, Ted DiBiase. That was, a, I think, that was the biggest thing I didn't expect. I didn't expect him to take a bump, mm-hmm. and then continue to take a beating yeah. after, like you know, La Knight was kicking the shit out of him on the ground. But yeah, this just really cemented La Knight as like a true heel, and I, I think they needed to because you know now that they have fans coming back into the arena, you know, La Knight is just so likable, especially like you know his whole thing, you know, L A Knight. I mean, it, finally, it, finally, you did it. I'm trying to get you to do that for months, but you know, it's easy for the fans to hop along and do that. You, you know, you, if you want to keep him healed, you got to do him. You have to have him do something vile, right? <laughs> and this, this was incredibly vile and disgusting, and I loved it. 
You know, he's just a natural heel. And then uh, it was really cool to see Cameron Grimes get that pop, making the save. You know, that was a really cool moment there for him. He looked good doing it. The storyline, I did not see it going this way at all. I didn't expect it from the, the very beginning when Cameron Grimes was doing the, the whole, yeah. you know, million dollar spiel, if you will. You know, it, we, I thought it was just going to be comedic props. Did not expect it going down this way. I am loving it. One of the best things going on right now. It, it really is. Th- this is... This is great creative. There you go. This is a great story. Absolutely, hands down. I've been all in on the storyline since the beginning. I get a kind of thought I was biased because I'm a Million Dollar Man fan, but nope. Great. Did you expect them taking a bump? Okay. Going into Tuesday night, I did not. I wasn't sure what to expect. Okay. But when LA Knight started being started dropping the LA Knight gimmick and was very sincere, mm. very genuine, mm. very heartfelt. Yeah. That's when I was like, oh, no, something's going to happen. <laughs> Something bad's going to happen here. Oh, no. Um, I didn't expect him to take a full-on punch to the face and, like, the beating that he took. But I was, oh, man, just, the whole, like, oh, no, I was just waiting for it. Something's going to happen. Something's going to happen. And it happened. And this just solidified LA Knight as fucking badass. Can we just, can we just pause? I like, I like how he said how, now I have your property. This is my belt now. Oh, that, oh dude, that was, something that was a great lines. line. That was a great line. Yeah. Great shot, too. Yeah. Great, great camera work there. Can we just pause and give props to Ted DiBiase? How old is that man? I don't think he was like the healthiest person. Like, didn't he have some health problems too? Uh, wrong probably. I'm not too sure about that. I don't think so. But nothing too serious anyway. But much respect to him, man, for for taking that. Didn't, didn't expect it. Loved it. Sold it even more. And I feel, I feel like that actually really helped Cameron Grimes get over as a babyface fully. I mean, oh, absolutely. The, the way they popped for him, it just yeah. tr- it showed that the face turn for him worked. Oh, totally. And he he, he bragged about being rich, chanting all the time about going to the moon, and like people are cheering for him. What a great great time, man. Great. This whole storyline is a fan. I actually fantastic. feel like, and here's the pun here, I feel like this, this moment here, put Gan- Cameron Grimes' face turn to the moon. Absolutely. It solidified it. 1,000%. So now what happens here? Oh, well, we knew going into the takeover that this was going to be an ongoing thing. Like, oh, absolutely, yeah. Yeah. But, like, does does Cameron Grimes eventually win the belt back and, like, get redemption for Teddy DiBiase, bring back the belt to Teddy DiBiase's? Does Teddy DiBiase represent Cameron Grimes? We can go on all night, Marcus. Here's the thing, though. Already, we talked about last week. I feel like already, though, the Million Dollar Championship, that stock has gone up. It's already Good. better. It's already better than the other storylines that it has been since it's came uh, come back before with Stone Cold. The and... only problem I had is I want to see it around his waist. Mm. I think he would look amazing with that belt around his waist. It's a beautiful belt. It is a beautiful belt. Check out Green Man's wedding album. You'll see. <laughs> I kind of wish Green Man was here because he does a great Teddy DiBiase impersonation of that laugh. I can't, really? I can't do it, but he does a spot on impersonation of it. We could use it right here. But yeah, I guess we agree then because that was my takedown this week too. Okay. Quick show. All right, man. So good night. Good luck. I'll see you guys when I see you. No, I'm joking. Yeah. <laughs> but did, you, did you notice the uh, little dig at WWE on Impact with the, when Kara Hogan got dumped into the dumpster? Oh, I... She got knocked into a dumpster. Uh-huh. And Tasha Steele's got knocked out and thrown into a wall. She's like, oh, Kiara, you okay? You okay? And she's, she stands up out of the duster and like she's holding up a trash bag with Mickey written on it. Oh. So now... Everyone's assuming Mickey James is going to come back to Impact, but that was a great little dig at uh, what happened. Well, I mean, 
I'm sure we're going to see someone show up in Impact for sure. More than one. So the end of Impact when the yes. Anthem representative came out. Tommy Dreamer. I had a feeling it was going to be someone we knew. It had to be somebody. They were teasing that. Yeah. I wasn't expecting Tommy Dreamer, though. No. Good touch. Um, I just felt like I love Scott the more. I felt like he was over overselling it, over overacting a little bit. Kind of took away. Because Tommy Dreamer didn't really say anything specifically towards Scott the more, and he just went, lost his shit. Right. Right, right, right. It, 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 it pretty much telegraphed the fact that it was going to be Don Callis. Yeah. So now it's officially done. Don Callis is, quote-unquote, officially fired from Impact Wrestling. As, as an executive, though, because they, they, I see in social media promoting it still with Don Callis at Kenny Omega's side. Well, he's, he's, well, he's Kenny Omega's yeah. hand. Invisible hand, yeah. Right. But he's not a part of the executive board of Impact anymore. Right. So now it's official. Good job. I thought Impact was Again, good. like, okay, so talking about, you know, the end of, um, in fact, the pay-per-view. Against all odds? Against all odds, right. Yeah, you know, again, this evolves the story a bit more. Mm-hmm. You know, with Kenny Omega versus Sammy Callahan. It makes it more interesting. That, that's what I really liked about the, this yeah. moment here. Yes, there was a little bit of overselling uh, from Scott De- Scott DeMore's part. But overall, I mean, like, it elevates it for sure. You know, it's just another layer. And that, that's, again, we're going to talk about earlier before about what WWE Creative could do. You know, again, this is for the Impact World Heavyweight Championship, but obviously there's more to it. You know, it just so happens to be World Heavyweight Championships on the line, but, like, you know, they've been avoiding Sam McCallan, just story behind this, blah, blah, blah. The guy's scum. He's he's a piece of shit. Yada, yada. He's, he's chaotic. He's bad for business. And now, flipping this, gets Don Callis fired. Yeah. I mean, it's just it's making it a little bit more personal now. It's a, a lot good. More personal, it's, yeah. it's a it's a very good touch. I like it. I like it. I also like classic comedic duos: Laurel and Hardy, right? Uh, the Three Stooges, mm-hmm. Abbott and Costello. Mm-hmm. It's just more big in the silent film era. But like when people when these duos are arguing, I don't know if you know what I'm talking about. But they overactuate their hand signals, like they're throwing the hands in the air. Yeah, it's very, waving, uh, waving their arms around. Theater esque, yeah. I noticed the same thing with Don Callis and Scott Demore as they were walking away after the after he fired Sammy Callahan. Yeah. They were walking through the tunnel. Scott Demore is like waving his hands around. Don Callis is up in his hands, up in, up in the air. Ron Reaver, we were signing the film. <laughs> Give me like, I was waiting for that music. That's really funny. That's all I got for TV, Marcus. Anything else? I want to make a note on this, and I'm going to get hate mail for sure. I'm going to talk about your girl, Eva Marie. Okay. From Raw. Please, how... Amazing. What was that? I feel like this is so creative. This was like one of the, the best swerves, I feel like. I didn't want to talk about it. I didn't think you would agree with it, but okay, please. So You're surprising me here, Marcus. So I'm wearing off on you. On, on Twitter, they announced, right? Like, even Marie versus Naomi on Monday Night Raw, right? And already the fans are up in arms. Did you, did you read any of these comments? Did you read any of these tweets? I heard about it. I didn't even want to, want to read them because I, I, I'd probably get pissed off, so I didn't read Oh, them. my God. Already, like... They're going to have Naomi lose to Eva Marie. Oh, my God. Oh, this is horrible. Raw sucks. What are they doing? Raw didn't even air yet. Yeah, yeah. Keep, keep, keep in mind, this is wrestling. You know, it's sports entertainment. Anything can happen. Who says? Who says that Eva Marie is going to get a clean win? Who says it's even going to win? end in a win or a loss? You know, let's... Look. I get what they're saying. Love Naomi. Naomi is one of the best in-ring talents they have, and I think she's being wasted. So I get what they were saying, but relax. But relax. Relax. Enjoy the show. Let's see what happens first before you get all up in arms. And what happens? 
Right? I had a feeling. I had a feeling something was going to be up, by the way. Something had to happen. Yeah, I didn't yeah. think it was going to be like necessarily Eve Marie versus Naomi straight up. What happens? Viper Pipper Nevin. Is that how you say your name? Close enough. From NXT UK comes yep. out. By the way, I heard the, her new name change after the, after the fact. Not a fan of the new na- uh, name. Something stupid, had. right? Yeah, yeah. Well, it's, it was, it was Dewdrop or something like that. Yeah, that was the new trademark. They so they assume it's her. We're not assuming it okay. yet. I hope it's not. But it was so unique how they did this. You know, she comes in the ring. People are a little bit confused, but yet, why? Why are we confused? It's audience is because we heard that Eve Marie is going to come out. It's going to be like more of like a manager role, right? Yeah, we, that was her thing. She's going to be a, a, a more. She wasn't going to be an in-ring competitor. She's going to be more, not a manager, but more like a motivational person. Right. I mean, those were the vignettes that were coming yeah. out. You know, that made sense. So it was, it was almost like, you know, one of those beach body inspirational yeah, exactly. coaches. Right? Also, the, also, the plan I heard was for her not to be a heel, was to be a face. Mm. Which I when I found that she was debuting before the live crowds. Smart. You get to pipe in your reaction. Maybe see that she is getting cheered. Maybe she is being a positive role model, air quotes. No, this is clearly heel. And then maybe when you get to a live crowd, people are like, okay, maybe she isn't so bad. But what they fucking did here, genius. It was genius. Loved it. And then, then at the end. Great. At the end of the match, Eva Marie is announced as the winner. Eva Marie is now undefeated in Monday Night Raw. It's great. <laughs> oh, I loved it, man. And I have to say, I don't know how she's going to wrestle in that outfit, but she looked, she looked like a smoke show, like a million bucks. Low-key props to Corey Graves for putting her gimmick over. Okay. Do you, were you listening to the commentary? I heard it, but specifically, I don't know what you're talking about offhand. Uh, you're talking about uh, how inspirational she is. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yada, yada, go, go off. Like, really putting the gimmick over. Props to him for doing that. Hey, because it, it all tied it together very nice. I, I saw somebody on Twitter saying, I don't know how I feel about this. I can I see what they're saying, but also, like, relax. Piper Niven, whatever her name is. Piper Niven, yes. Was a big name in NXT UK. Yeah. So how do the announcers not know who she is? That's, you okay. know, that, that, that's, that's the one knock I would have. I that. get yeah. I mean... I think you're overthinking things. I get it. But I think you're just overthinking. Let's, let's relax. Let's see what's going on here. Right. Then they weren't even tagging her. But even Marie did eventually tag her. So yeah. I, I just hope they don't go that new name route. No, no, so no, 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 no. She looked good doing it. I mean, all right. I haven't seen Piper. In the, I've never seen her actually. Yet. Maybe she was in the Royal Rumble. Maybe. I don't remember. But okay. See, see what she I know her reputation very well. Like, you know, see where this goes. She's, uh, she's very well respected in the wrestling world, especially in the indies. And, yeah, I mean, she's good for her having that spot on Monday Night Raw. Huge spot for her. Clearly, it's going to be an ongoing thing. Also, I heard rumors two weeks ago, it might have been, they were going to give Eva Marie muscle with Mercedes Martinez. Oh, okay. So then I'm like, oh, but then this, I'm curious to see where this now works out. Yeah. I thought it was well done. I, I, really, I mean, I thought it was, it was creative. <laughs> the word of the day for me it was fresh which i appreciate you know especially for monday night raw we, we don't really of, talk about that it was kind of similar it reminded me of her her last run in WWE, where she got the fancy introduction by the professional voiceover guy yeah. she would start the match but something happened she can't finish the match she couldn't wrestle she couldn't do right. something and kind of similar here she we were built this, as this but then swerve we can't she can't do it this works better though for her yeah, I would, I would think. Well, so far, yeah. See, see, like, oh, well, see I'm, I'm curious to see more of it. Uh, I feel like we kind of have to talk about the Hell in a Cell SmackDown match, right? Do we? I mean, that was 
that was a big it was a, moment. That was, was good, a big moment for your TV. It was a good match. Um, not as great as I thought it was going to be. The ending was weird. The ending was very weird. You brought up best. You said it seemed like Timing? Were, yeah, yeah, they were running out of TV time. He power bombed them. A running power bomb from the ring into the cage, which is a very dangerous spot. A lot of things could have gone wrong. So props to Ray Mysterio for taking that. But then all of a sudden he just throws him in the ring, puts a submission on him, a weird submission a on him. Weak submission, I would say. And, and ta- Ray tapped out so right fast. Away. Yeah, I feel like something something went wrong here. But okay. I, I like the original guillotine that he does, not this inverted one. Yeah. I feel like you could just, what did I say? You, you could, it looks like you could easily get out of that. Yeah. Okay. I feel like it didn't, they didn't really sell that well at all. But now Jimmy has fallen in line, apparently. And Roman gets Father's Day off. Yeah. <laughs> no Jay. Okay. Okay. Congratulations to Blue McIntyre and Bobby Lash for now main eventing Kellen Cell because they were not going to. That was not going to main event. Well, you know, what, what were you saying to me, though, about USA's pissed off that Fox oh, yeah. got this? USA was pissed off that Fox got. Hell in a Cell, and they didn't, going back to what we talked about in the news, gimmick matches. Mm. So they felt like this is going to draw more people to SmackDown. What, and what is USA getting? Right. I guess Raw Roulette. Okay. I, thought, I thought that was very interesting that you brought that up. I was like, oh, wow. Yeah, I, I mean, it makes sense for USA to be pissed off. I mean, we've never seen Hell in a Cell on, t- on TV. No, first period. time. Yeah. And then Fox got it. I mean, that's, that's big for Fox. Huge. On two, day, two days before Hell in a Cell. So how does Raw top that? The main event of Hell in a Cell is now taken away from a pay-per-view to go on Fox TV. I I really don't don't understand why they did this. And no one's giving an explanation as why. There's no explanation. Other than, I'm I'm joking, but I might be serious. Maybe Roman really just wanted it off for Father's Day. Maybe. Nuts. Nuts. Because I I was, there was a certain point where Roman had his back to Jimmy at the end there. Something's gonna happen. I thought Jimmy was gonna was gonna blast him from behind, but nothing. You you saw the logo in the bottom, copyrights, blah blah blah. And of the night, you know, we just tune on the AEW. It's like wow. I'm getting a little tired of Fox SmackDown Live Friday nights ending like three four minutes early. Like it goes <laughs> out the air like nine fifty six nine fifty seven. Like what, what? Give me three more minutes. Did somebody say three minutes? Uh oh. Anyway, Marcus. On that note, what do you have for me? Uh, Go home thoughts. Well, even though I'll be na- taking the next two weeks off, this Tuesday, Hollywood's Corner will still be happening. I have a very special interview with AEW and New Japan's Danny Limelight. So be on the lookout for that. It hits a shot of wrestling's YouTube page, 9 o'clock this Tuesday, Eastern Time, of course, I'm talking about. And w- I think we have to mention this. Props to Green Man, our very own Green Man, being the assistant coach. For basketball. Ass coach. Yeah, he called it ass coach. <laughs> that will be on August 1st. August 1st. Uh, my interview with Shane Fair. We talked more about that. Is... Good job. I like that interview. Thank, thank you. Thank you, Shane, for your time. Yeah, no, you, Shane. You carried that interview, Shane. Shane rocked, of course. Of course. Um, so, yeah, you look at that interview. That, that's also up on a Shaw of Wrestling's wrestling pa- of YouTube page, excuse me, where he talks more about that for a great cause, by the way. Mm-hmm. Shane coming from the heart, man. I, I think that's a cool thing that he's doing. Damn. Jade Cargill looking smoking hot on my TV right now. Anyway, what were you saying? Basketball. Basketball. Right. I was I was plugging basketball and uh in Green Man. What do you got, putty? <sighs> well, today, we're doing the show Friday, June eighteenth. One month since my father passed away. 
passed away on May 18th. Has it been a month already? It's been a month. Wow. Four weeks. It feels like a lot longer and just like yesterday at the same time. Right. Very weird. So I made it the first month. Cheers. How you I, feel? I appreciate uh, some good friends of mine who have been checking on me regularly. You include Marcus. Thank you very much. I made it for the first month. You know, this weekend's Father's Day. We're going to dinner to his favorite restaurant to celebrate. So I made it for the first month. So those of you who listen to me bitching cry for the last four weeks, I think we're done. I don't read up too much anymore. But yeah, it's been one month. It's fucking nuts. And it just reminded me of that totally stupid analogy. Years ago, there was that black and black and blue dress. Yes. I was just talking about that. But then it was also white and gold. Yeah. I saw it as black and blue. When I thought about white and gold, I saw white and gold. It would blur black into black and blue. Mm-hmm. That's, that's how I feel now. Like It just feels like, uh, thinking about the wake and the funeral, it feels like it just happened yesterday. But I also feel like the process of getting into it, it feels like so much longer ago. Right. It's a weird feeling. It's... But uh, it's been one month, man. It's fucking nuts. It, it's part of the process, man. Yeah. It, it's all... And again, still part of me feels like he's still in a hospital somewhere. Yeah. So, I don't know if I fully it's sunk in yet, but one day at a time, my friend. The first milestone's here. The second one will be here on Father's Day. One day at a time. You got this, man. I do. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. And the moment you feel like you don't, I always got your back. Preach. In other news, let's get let's end on a happy, cheerier note. Marks, I know you're not a fan of it, but I love in the show WE Hidden Treasures, Most Wanted Treasures. Okay. <laughs> the first couple episodes were very fun. Okay. I like that shit, right? Not only artifacts, memorabilia, but like treasure hunting. Well, the last couple episodes have been more serious, more kind of biographical. I learned a lot more. It was um, J.T. Snake Roberts. Mm. That was a very serious one. Learning about his life, his addiction, and his animosity towards the Honky Tonk Man. It was a very interesting episode. Really? The following one was Brutus, Brutus the Barber Beefcake and Greg Valentine. Apparently, Brutus the Barber Beefcake is not doing well. Not too well. So, hopefully, keeping our thoughts and prayers. Hopefully, he recovers sooner. But that was also because a lot of stuff I didn't know I learned by watching this episode. Mm. The penultimate finale was two hour special on Andre the Giant. Oh, wow. That was one of the best episodes I've seen. You learned so much. What an impact he had. The the guys who won the trip were, ironically enough, Big Show and Mark Henry. Okay. Stephanie said the only two guys who could actually do Andre Justice are you 2 WB legends. Right. Both of them now are in AEW, though. It's yeah. Funny. <laughs> it's funny. But those two guys had such um, an affinity to Andre the Giant. You learned so much. It was a two-hour episode, but it was just it went really quick. It was really fascinating. I'm bringing this up, Marcus. I know you don't like the show, but the season finale, two-hour special on Ric Flair with Charlotte Flair. Oh, man. So if it's following the same pattern they have done the last couple weeks, I have a feeling this is going to be a fantastic episode. So set your DVR, Marcus. Sunday nights, A&E, Ric Flair special, WWE Most Wanted Treasures. I'm looking forward to that episode. Now, there's another show out, too, that's um, like a biography. Is that AEW as well? Uh, Not A&E. AEW. Yeah. A&E's, A&E's doing... They just they did an eight-part biography series. They just finished that two weeks ago with Bret Hart, which I just saw. Fantastic episode. It was pretty good. Yeah, it was really good. I watched the one with uh, Roddy Piper. That was really good. The other ones I have taped, I haven't watched yet. But it was really good. I mean, AEW is killing it. I don't know what a- the partnership A-A-A-D. they have. A&E. Yeah, the same thing. Thank you, <laughs> but yeah, A&E really doing a lot of WWE stuff. And they're really not because they're the one producing. W is that. Has no hand in it. Yeah, yeah, and I know WWE has nothing to do with it. And they they really knocked it out of the park. It was really really fucking good. Huh? I may have to give this a watch. I should. I said like, I know you don't care about this. Like you said, you didn't care about the artifacts or the. Yeah. But the Ric Flair one, I know you have an affinity towards Ric Flair and Charlotte Flair as well. Of course. So them two, 
I know that the, the big thing they're looking for is the butterfly robe, and it's the, it's, you learn how the, these artifacts have certain values and rarities. I'm like, interesting. Very interesting. Hope it comes back for season two. Hope Biker's come back for season two. You know what I think it is for part of me, what it is with like these shows that are outside of wrestling? Like the biographies, I find it a little bit cooler. Yeah. I, especially now, I just feel like there's just so much wrestling mm. that I just kind of get like wrestling out, if you will. Yeah, that makes sense. That's why I liked the last couple episodes, because you learn more. Yeah. It wasn't just Mick Foley doing this and finding his Mr. Sacco, <laughs> finding his shirt. I was learning about Jake Roberts. I was learning about Bruce Department Beefcake. It was, it was really interesting. Okay. Okay. So season finale, W Hidden Treasures, Most Wanted Treasure. I can't never get the name of the show right. A&E, Ric Flair. That should be a really, really good one. But that's all I have, Marcus. You won't be here next week. Who am I going to make fun of? Two weeks I won't be here. Well, we'll also be off the weekend of July 4th, so you're only okay. going to miss one week. Okay. But who am I going to make fun of, man? I don't know. Who's going to be who's gonna the CEO of Douchecoin? Oh, man, I got to make sure I get... I just had an interview with Chris Barton for Hollywood's Corner. I got to make sure... Oh, that's sure right. I'm not talking to you because you didn't bring up my jacket, asshole. Yeah. I'm sorry. Did you send him a text? Like, hey, where's the jacket? I did message him. What'd you, say? I, What'd you ask him? I'll pull it up right now. Yeah, I reached out and said, hey, bro, it was great catching up yesterday. Great job with the interview. I said, thank you, bro. I said, no doubt, man. Uh, by the way, Putty wanted me to ask if you still have his jacket that he lent you from the last BWF show. Crickets? He hasn't even seen a message, according to this. So. Oh, man. I'm never getting that jacket back. Sorry, Barton. Put you on blast right now. <laughs> I, sh- I, showed a, like, I, was, I was on a couple of dates. We are talking about stuff, and uh, I showed the jacket to like, the girls, and the girls loved that jacket. So I kind of want the jacket back. It's a chick magnet, apparently. <laughs> but yeah, that's, that's, that's a good review. That, that's going to be, hopefully coming out, I could find some time to get that out for November tw- uh, for June November 29th. Well. Yeah, well, November. yeah, June 29th. All right, Marcus, uh, my drink's done. Your drink's done. We made it through an episode of A Shot of Wrestling on Friday nights with AEW without getting interrupted by Britt Baker. Is she losing her luster, or yeah. are we just wrapping up earlier? <laughs> yeah, she hasn't come out yet. No. There's only 10 minutes left in the show. Right. Did we miss her? Did she have the week off? Oh, wait. You know, maybe we did miss her. Did we? Probably. It was probably quick. All right. All right. Well, anyway, let's wrap things up. Ladies and gentlemen, you can find me at yourfavoriteactor.com. I have been your host at Michael J. Putty. Ba-dum-bum. Until next week. And instead of me singing, we're going to go home with Marcus singing. No. Are you fucking kidding me? Putty. Out. <laughs> Want it that way Ain't nothing but a heartache Ain't nothing but a mistake Tell me why